0: real quick if you're a business owner that wants to stand out in the market and expand your customer base i'd love to send you a copy of my free ebook visit our website at danielleclark.uk to get your copy now or follow the link in the show notes Welcome to Build Better Brands. I'm Danielle Clark, and this show is here to provide insights, techniques, and strategies to help you establish a better brand with confidence and clarity. We're on a mission to help as many people as possible start and build stronger brands so they can create happier, healthier lives for themselves and those around them this is episode 63 of builds better brands and whether you're a long-time listener or you've just found us thank you for supporting the show i just wanted to highlight and look back on some of the incredible conversations i've been lucky enough to have over the previous 62 episodes and reshare some of the learnings that may help you with your journey let's start with episode 55 when i spoke to kingsley peters Founder and creative director at Kingle. We talked about the skills you need to learn from being a student to actually doing the job.
1: I, I often say to say to the creatives that doing the job and creating the thing, whatever that is, is only half. It's only half the job. The other half is selling it. You know, I think when you're working in an agency, I don't mean about selling it financially. I mean selling it into the team that you're working with, and very often learning to present and sell your ideas. In, in the best way possible that is half the job and yeah. learning those presentation techniques and learning those little tips and tricks I could talk a lot I think I talked about in one of the presentations breathing you know like I hear a lot of the the, the, the students they talk really fastly and they're trying to get as much as they yeah. can out and yeah. you know but what what you need to do is if you slow your breath down and you slow how you're talking actually what that does is that engages the person you're talking to They're able to digest what you're saying Mm -hmm. and it gets your idea across. And it's little kind of tweaks to to those that can make a massive difference when you're selling, selling your work. And it's all stuff that we know. But very often, like you say, we don't we don't actually communicate it. And I think I don't know if you find it. That's why I love teaching, because actually it forces you to think about your process and then articulate your process. And sometimes I say stuff, and I think I didn't even know I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of come from the fact that I'm just sort of talking about it, but it's something that I've taken for granted. And actually, you know, I would, I suppose, I would encourage anybody to to try and do a level of teaching in some way because you learn a lot about yourself. Yeah. And obviously, you know, it feels like you're kind of giving something back. It's not just about making the money.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And and you do, it's, it's not a one-way thing teaching at all. I learned so much from students and it's the same when I work with with business owners yeah I know what I know about branding and and um, you know building brands and thinking strategically and all of that but they also really know their business and so as much as I'm there to to help them and guide them and and ask the right questions to get out the right information you know I I will also learn a lot because they're a business owner and they've they've got a particular set of skills and knowledge about a particular industry that maybe I don't really know about and it's it's the same with the students their perspective on the world is different not just because of their age but because of the the kind of interaction they've had with the world in terms of you know technology and social media and all of those things so so they think differently and they have a different perspective on things and I get just as inspired and I'm always listening and looking for those opportunities to learn something as well as as well as giving that out and I I, I think that's the thing with with teaching or facilitating it is it is a two-way thing
1: definitely and I, I mean we were um bcu this week actually we did uh, a, a session with i think it was the digital marketing course and one of the things i was kind of saying to them is that when you come out of university you, you know you might have a craft but actually you don't really know anything about the industry and as creative directors business owners i'm not looking for them to come into the business and know everything about everything what i'm looking for them to come into the business with is passion on ideas Ultimately, we want them in the business because they should have their finger well and truly on the pulse. You know, they are the generation where they live and breathe it. You know, if Mm. you're passionate about your sector, you'll be living and breathing it. And, you know, I always say to them, the one thing that you've got to kind of bring to those interviews or those opportunities is energy and passion. If you bring that energy and passion, it's infectious. You know, creative directors and seniors will be drawn to them because it's like, oh, you know, they've, they've got loads of ideas, they've got passion, they've got energy. We're a bit older, you know, we're a bit more kind of long in the tooth and I think actually it's a bit harder to to create that, but what they bring and what they should be bringing is that fire um, and, you know, not all of them have it, but, you know, the ones that do have it, they're the ones that you can see it a mile off, they never yeah. breathe it.
0: Have a listen to episode 55 from freelancer to successful agency founder to catch a whole conversation with Kingsley. What about if you're starting your own brand? What should you do? What do you need? This is what I discussed with Shishing Ying on episode 54. So
2: if I was to start a new brand now and what would be your recommendation that I should do before even coming to you to say create my brand identity, what do I need to have in place before I start doing that Because I, so that I don't avoid, you know, me wasting lots of money on marketing and product development, all of that, because it all links back to the initial strategy I'm imagining.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So brand strategy isn't one size fits all, but as Mm -hmm. a general kind of rule, some of the first things I'd look at is what's called your sometimes it's called your why your purpose Mm -hmm. i often call it as well your your brand heart where you identify your purpose your vision your mission your values they start to define this 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 foundation but also before that you have a look at um, your product or service what your offer is and if it's actually viable in the market so you have a look at the market you have a look whether there's whether there's any competition if there's no competition worry Mm -hmm. (laughs) because if no one else is doing it maybe no one else is doing it because it doesn't make any money if there's good good if there's competition it's always a good sign right so i i I tell people to start with with that and that this is what i do you know i do brand strategy workshops where we uncover all that because it's very hard to do on your own yeah and it's all about looking at okay so why do we exist um, what does the future look like? What's the change that we're trying to, to make in the world? And what are we really here to do? And how do we then create that future? Yeah. And getting really clear on that in terms of um, like your, your vision and mission. And obviously values. So, you know, the way that you want to conduct yourself, the things that that you want to put out into the world and the things that you don't want to be associated with as well, I think is really important. A lot of people focus on what they want to do and the Mm -hmm. things that they want to be associated with but also looking at the things that you don't want to do some people uh, feel very strongly about integrity and being honest and you might never ever ever want to lie to your customers you're always going to be really transparent even when things go wrong maybe thinking about things like that as well really important and and then it's about okay so once you've got your offer product or service so who's it for? Cause a lot of people don't know that. And, and really looking at not just the individual individual, but the, I suppose you could call them tribes, communities mm-hmm. that you want to attract. Mm-hmm. I've been looking at how you do that, but yeah, that's just, that's just for start. You know, I I could go on, but I'm conscious of time, but yeah. I think that's, that's where people should start. And, um, I think, when you do that, you'll start to realise how how important and how useful thinking about your brand like that is, rather than just focusing on the visuals first.
2: And it's quite interesting. It's sort of listening to you. It's very much like you almost have to ask yourself what your own values are as well. You're talking about honesty and things like that. So when we're creating that brand, how important do you think it is? As a business, how, how important is our own values to what we're doing? For instance, like honesty, um, mm-hmm. things that we believe in. Do, should, do you think it should be the same as our own values, our business brands? Because it's just the way that you described it. It's almost mm. like going inside of me to think, oh, my God, what do I believe in? What do I think is important yeah. rather than what does my business think?
0: Based on my experience of working with clients, it should be because the brand, if you're the founder and it's your brand in your business, it's an extension of you. Mm. As as the company grows, yes, it becomes, it's not just you that's responsible for it, but, but the core essence shouldn't ever really change. You know, mm. if you look at some of the biggest brands in the world, the core essence and their why, you know, Simon Sinek talks about this all the time, doesn't change, okay, they'll adapt based on, new technological advances or what's happening in the market or what's happening in the world and they'll pivot. But the core reason, the why, the the thing at the center of that business never really changes. You know, Apple Mm -hmm. always said that they were there to create, make technology accessible so that people could be creative and ultimately think differently. Mm -hmm. That hasn't really changed. Mm -hmm. You know, Apple went from being, they were never a mobile phone company they produced the first digital camera and then they moved into computers and then they moved into mobile phones. You know, could you imagine Dell creating a mobile phone now and selling it? Mm-hmm. That was basically what Apple did, Yeah. but the core of their business hasn't really changed. They've introduced new products and things, everything they believe in and everything that they're trying to change in the world, which is this idea of, of technology being accessible. And people being able to do amazing things with technology, wherever they are in the world, hasn't Mm.
2: changed. So when you've got a strong brand, then you could essentially introduce new products to fit around it. But only if you've got a strong brand.
0: Take a listen to episode 54. The tables are turned for that full conversation.
2: Let's talk about what it takes to create
0: a brand. Passion is certainly a big part of it, which is what Sano Mafa from Studio M and I talked about. I worked with her to create the Studio M brand strategy and we talk about this in episode 57.
3: Nature is our biggest inspiration, and not even just in terms of our values, but even just when it comes to to design. So for us, I think it's revisiting those key things because it's, it's so easy to get lost and, you know, sort of stray from those things. But it's revisiting, OK, actually, what is it that I first started it, started with? What is it um, that I am passionate about? And how am I sticking to those core values? Is that what I'm doing? I literally had this conversation with the partners or the sisters, as I call them, the other days. How are we sticking to who we say we are? And can we practically say that that's what we're doing as a brand? So I think continuous reflection on what it is that your, your values are, your philosophy is, and how you as a company or as a group are mm-hmm. actually... Sticking with those things in a practical sense, which is sometimes actually harder. It's easier said than done, in in a way. And
0: this design philosophy that you have, which, if I'm honest, I it wasn't until we really had a conversation that I really started to get it. You know, it's hearing hearing your story and and the story of the rest of the team, which is your are your sisters. This is a family business, right? There's there's the yeah. three of you. Yeah. Um, it was hearing that and hearing your stories and really understanding, you know, your background and, and, you know, wanting to bring some of home and this culture of growing up around nature and being Mm. in touch with it and how that really benefits the individual, but also the space when, you know, when other people come Mm. into the space and the way, the way in which you work and how productive, you can be that was what really resonated with me and I was like wow I'd never really thought about about space in in that sense yeah. and it's this philosophy that re- revolves around you know a lot of your values as well you know which which, mm. which we've, we we mm. you know we came up during a strategy around knowledge and integrity mm. and love simplicity what was the other one
3: Openness was one that we we were back and forth with. Actually, (laughs) we were back and forth with that one because we all wanted to 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 sort of decide on the right one. But definitely, adventure. I don't know whether
0: adventure. Yeah, that was it. Adventure. That was one I missed. How do you translate those values into that? You know, those principles into the spaces that you are creating for your clients, um, especially. You know some of some of your recent projects as well
3: I mean the more the more I guess I think about space or the more I talk about I think the more passionate I get about it about space because we it also comes from that sense of that you know everything needs you know an environment to thrive in and that space, and even now, when we're looking at the environmental place of our world at this point, like why you know so many people are focusing towards sustainability is because space is being affected, how things live and how things work is now being affected and people are seeing sort of like the consequences of that but then if we bring it in mostly to sort of like our own spaces which I feel like we don't even take the time to really sit down and think about how do our spaces work have we thought about space and so those little things really I am passionate about because I feel like they're important and they make such a big difference they make such a big difference even from us um what I love is coming at the end of the project and then people come in and say, "Wow! Oh my gosh! This is great! This is amazing!" Because that shows the difference of what was to now what is. And so for us, when we incorporate these values, so I maybe maybe try and go through them one by one, um, if that if that helps to sort of understand how we bring them into space. So we have knowledge, and knowledge is an understanding. Okay, what are we trying to do? It also involves research. So we're trying to pursue the perspective of who is in that space, who's going to be using that space, how do you want them to feel in that space, what are they going to be doing in that space? And so once we understand that, that's an element of where we are learning, we are researching, and research is such a big part of design. Um, You know, everyone sees the final picture, but before that, actually, there was a lot of research and a lot of knowledge that's gone into it. So for us, it's really understanding who our client is and not just the client who's asked us to design, but who's going to be using the space that they've asked us to design and really understanding them and what they want to get out of the space. And so um, moving on to integrity. So for us, we want to be ethical with, with what we're doing. So if we say something... We want to be able to achieve what we've said, essentially. So we never want to promise a client something that we can't deliver. So if we know we can't do that, we are always forefront about what we can achieve and what we can't achieve. And adventure was one that we, we mentioned as well. So adventure is just that sense of, oh, there's excitement. We want them to be excited in that space so that nothing ever feels boring, like nothing ever feels, oh, it's the same space again. But just something, even if it's just a little thing that just gives them a little bit you know, extra excitement when they get into that space. And for us, um, I'll touch on the next one, which is love. It's just a love for what we do, which I hope translates into the spaces that we design. Because when we design, like, this is like us doing what we love. And we're hoping that as we're designing for our clients, this becomes a space that they love too. And mm-hmm. simplicity, which is what I was thinking about recently, is that, for me, simplicity means, especially in design, it's effortless, if that makes sense. It's like breathing, sort of, in a way. But what I like about simplicity is that it's all—it's not always simple to do. And I say that because I've been in spaces where it wouldn't be simple if I just walk into a room and I just, you know, touch the wall and the light switches there. But that doesn't always happen, surprisingly.
0: That's episode 57, The Importance of Strong Brand Values with Sane Mafa. Ezekiel Abramson is someone who really knows the importance of brand, a global creative leader and brand strategy consultant with 30 plus years of experience in creativity, branding, innovation and entrepreneurship. We talked about how branding is a key part of a startup's birth.
4: There are multiple things that I identified uh, over the years that, that make a startup fail or actually symptoms that could tell us that they are not doing the right things. And I call those collectively those symptoms uh, the zombie mode. For a startup right i've been talking about oh, that like like okay. you know zombies, you know they are yeah. like like silent, slow, all they all look the same, they're ugly, they can't express anything clearly, they can't feel or generate any feelings, they're hungry for blood or brains uh, so <laughs> if If we extrapolate that idea, most startups these days look like zombies. They don't know who they are, what they're saying, they don't know their customers enough. They talk to the air, they're not clear, they're very complex, they're boring in the way they come across and and express their brands. Even even within the company, they are are siloed and and not aligned. uh, Because I asked co-founders the same questions and sometimes they they answer different things to the same question. So, uh, what can you expect to the rest of the team or even customers at the end of the day? Uh, they don't have a long-term vision. They are very short-term driven, living in tactic land uh, without knowing what those tactics are leading just because they are hurried. they are in a hurry to, to gain traction because they don't have enough money to survive for the next four course, for the next 12, 12 mm-hmm. four, uh, months. So there are many reasons why that leads to have those symptoms. So by identifying those, putting them up front and on the table, Mm -hmm. and and because you only are going to start growing if you are realizing the truth. The truth is that you need to change some things, right? That's probably the the starting point, accepting that you may be doing something wrong, that there may be better ways to do or think, the things you are doing or saying or thinking. So I think that's the starting point.
0: So important. You talked there about accepting. <laughs> I talk about acceptance all the time that until you accept where you are or you accept you know the reality, you know you talked about truth. Sometimes you need someone else to show you what that is. And then once you've accepted it and you're then prepared to do what's needed to make that change, to get you to where you want to go, whether that's in life or business, I think that's so important. And I think often we know what the reality is of where we are, which can sometimes be negative if we're not where we want to be, if we financially, we're not where we want to be, if we're not sure on on who we're targeting and, and we don't have that vision. And no one wants to fail. No one wants to appear to be failing. And I think sometimes it can be difficult for entrepreneurs to admit those truths because it, it, it then reaffirms the fact that they're not there yet. And that something needs to change in order for them to get there, which is difficult. I
4: always say that I'm in the business of clarity and confidence. I'm not in the business of writing strategy. I, I have to write strategy. So I generate clarity and and confidence. And the way I explain it is that strategic clarity leads to operational confidence. Because if you're strategically clear, you know who you are, what you need to uh, mean to people, uh, what do you need to say to mean that, what are the associations that you need to make, where do you need to say or do that, Um, of course, who's your customer and all of that. Uh, It will will arm you with a lot of strength and confidence to make the right decisions, better decisions, Mm -hmm. more decisions, quicker, faster, more efficient, you know, reducing the friction, not only internally for you to do the things you do, but also the friction with your customers to understand that faster and, um, and make the choice because without choice, you don't have a business, so you, make it, you have to make it easier for your customers. You need to be clear for them uh, so they trust that your option, whatever you're offering, is, the different, is different enough from what you have. And sometimes the alternative, especially on B2B, the, alter- the alternative is doing nothing. There's a study somewhere about B2B purchases uh, 65% of uh, B2B purchases ended up in no decision. People not making any move because they got bored. It was too difficult. It's too risky. There's no clear outcome or, or return for the change. So they decide to stay the way it is. You know? mm-hmm. So um, and, and that believe, I believe that um, the cause for that is that we are not making it clear for them. That the uh, the progress that they can make with us, with our option, with our product, with our service, with our whatever, it's uh, it's what they need.
0: Catch why clear branding is key for startups with Ezekiel Bramson by listening to episode fifty six of Build Better Brands. James Roffey, the mental health PT, is well on the way to building a really strong brand. So, what's he learned along the way?
5: The biggest thing I've learned is is don't rely on other people okay I I know that may sound a bit like when I when I first started talking about what I was doing and people like oh you've got to talk to this people you've got to talk to them and like I've I've done work I've done work for the NHS I've done work for like Huddersfield Uni and like you do the work and it's all well and good and it's like oh we're gonna we've got more work coming we've got more work coming and you're thinking like you know I've only just started up and I'm working for like the NHS and that and then nothing it just dies a death like Mm -hmm. you don't don't I, I used to take what people told me on blind faith. And, um, that, and that's a big lesson. Unless you've got an invoice in front of you, you yeah. have not got the work. You've yeah. not got the work. And it's like, I, would, I naively, like last Christmas, spent nearly two months of like the whole of November, December, working on something that they were like, oh no, we're going to go with someone else. It's like, but, but you told me. It's like, yeah, we told you, but nothing. And it was just like, ultimately... I was the wrong I was in the wrong. Like the, I didn't like how they did it, but I was in the wrong because I I just blindly took their word on things. Yeah. So it's like you you do like you you grow you grow through what you go through. It's yeah. and it's just like a, that, so that's that's pretty much been the biggest lesson. And I've it's not that I'm like rude to people now, but it's like I I've learned to like I, I had this idea in my head when I started that I was gonna have the social media, so the the training guys, the like the online coaching. I was going to have this side bit of working with charities and uh, like universities and mm. as, a, as a way of like educating, empowering. And it, it's like, I've just learned that I need to just focus on me. Mm. Th- th- these opportunities will come around and if they do great, I'll happily like listen to you, mm. but I'm not, I'm not actively searching for them in a the minute because it's taken away from what I need to do to build my brand yeah um and that was like the. I'm still nowhere near I'm aware of it now so I'm far more whereas before I was just like oh opportunity yeah opportunity, yeah, opportunity. yeah
0: like a and magpie
5: it, yeah it wasn't it was like and, and even even up until like Friday like I had a I had a um I've got like a, a business mentor and he was saying about the same thing like he asked me to write out what I do in a week and it was just like mate you're so busy <laughs> like whenever I wake up and like you're always you're, you're you're up at three and you're in Sheffield and you're you're training people early it's like What are you actually doing? Mm. Telling them my 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 routine, and it was just like, stop doing that, stop doing that. Blinkers on, do this, and it was just like, I need that. I need I need that. Sometimes you need that external factor that has no no emotional attachment to what you do, rather than them going. If you want to build the online stuff, you need to be online. You don't need to be in a car driving, like, (laughs) and and it is just like. Yeah. When you have someone else telling you, it's like, oh yeah, that makes sense.
0: Yeah, but yeah, yeah, absolutely.
5: You, you get in, you get in the habit of doing it, and it's like, yeah. oh, I've got to do this, I've got to do that, and it's like, instead of going, actually, me doing that, it's not just about me being with that client for an hour. It takes me an hour to get there, it takes me an hour to come back. Like you're not charging your client for that, so it's just like, yeah, if you're if you're if you're charging someone x amount for potentially three hours work, is that worthwhile? And it's like over a period of a month. You've got twelve hours there that you could allot to something else that, in turn, will probably pay you far more than what your child that that client's charging you for one hour. And it's that that I'm now learning.
0: Yeah, and you have got super focused because you have recently launched a new training app, haven't you? As well, could you? Yeah. Could you um, tell us about that? Tell us about this app. How did the How did it come about? How we've have you found the build and I know it's very in early stages, but what kind of feedback have have you been getting from, from your clients?
5: The app, um, like builders or the the company is called uh, Kahunas. I only found out about them since working with my, with my mentor. Um, Obviously they work with all, all types of business owners, but obviously they have quite a few online coaches. So it's like, Mm. Oh, have you ever considered having an app? I was like, yeah, but that's like pipe dream stuff. Mm. But that's that's like 10 year plan that I'd always I'd always I think since since I started out in in 2019 it was just like I looked up to when I started doing it I I I was obsessed um not that he ever knows but James Smith the obviously like the PT guys I used to watch him when he was in Australia on his balcony when he used to have about 20 people on his live, and it was like mate I get you so much like everything you say i resonate with like you're you're factual but you're funny mm. and it's like i like i loved it and it was like and then seeing him balloon and obviously then seeing his app and it's like oh i want an app but mm. like, i'd love i'd love to have an app and i just i never thought it would happen like this quick um but yeah so working working with them obviously it's like a yeah being able to to produce to to, to put the resilience plan into into an app like i, I before i was using uh, like google sheets which is which is great if your client doesn't want to track his their, their, their progress while they're in the gym because it's really yeah. fucking to be like stretching the phone out and like putting the cause it is like an excel spreadsheet so like trying to do that in the gym when you're focused you got your headphones on it's just like yeah I, I, I used to tell people just just write it down just write write it down and, and copy it up later like if you've got if you're doing it on your laptop it's fine because it's, it's professional and it's mm-hmm. clean and but
0: no one's taking their laptop into a gym, are they?
5: <laughs> exactly. Um, and, it, and you see, like, I, I wanted, I wanted more, I wanted more, and it's like, just everyone wants to naturally progress the their their systems and their and their, their processes, and it's just like I took the opportunity to yeah to, to work with them, and they they built it. It was like it's going to take x amount of time, and it took a lot longer than than mm. I, than, than what they estimated and and what I thought, and it was just like, oh, is it ever going to happen? Is it ever going to mm. happen? And last week last week it it all went it all went live so it's kind of obviously that's why I've ended up doing a a little uh, giveaway on my well it's my biggest biggest giveaway that I've done just again just to like I it sounds that I'm I'm so proud like I'm so proud of 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 how it looks and obviously just the the resilience program in general like the I would have loved it not when I was at my worst because I wouldn't have used it but when I was in that on the on the cusp of (laughs) like knowing I had a problem and trying to seek help, like that advice for me back then would have been like, um, I think my mum and dad would have probably paid an absolute shit ton. Yeah. Um, and it's like, I haven't just created this for, for, for me. Obviously I've created it for like, for a number of different reasons, for a number of different pain points for guys. Um, but yeah, it's just essentially, it's just like to have, to have an app that you can, you can, you wake up, you log into, and it's just like you're everything you need to be able to make you a better person is in there and it's on you like I'm accountable for you. I'll check in with you. You've got me on, obviously you'll have my mobile. So it's like, you've got me on WhatsApp like 24 seven. And obviously we do like check-ins every week, but the check-ins aren't just like take photos of yourself. It's like, we do, we do like one, it's like week, week one and week one and three are like mental health check-ins. So like, I don't care about how you trade. I I do care about how you trade, but this is about how are you like, how's work how's family life how's relationships going like just how are you how are you finding everything within Mm. yourself and then weeks two and four is the training like how are you getting on with the how you getting on with the with the app with the training Do you find it useful are there any exercises you don't like that we need to adjust like how are you getting on with the food are you do you feel like full enough throughout the day are you getting is your energy lagging and obviously as part of the the daily ins of me there is a there's a there's like a like a scale of like one to ten like hunger pain hunger pains and stuff so it's not just about i'll do the check-in every two weeks of them but every day i will Mm -hmm. see how they how they're getting on and it's just a way of but they tell me how they're feeling i can see how they're doing daily so when we do jump in and do the check-ins like i've just got this perfect picture of how they're doing and i know like to give them to give them the, the the like the feedback that they that they need to be able to to, to hone like their their goals and everything is about getting them to their to their end goal
0: really excited to follow his journey and you can catch that full episode with james in episode 58 so for me branding is a big deal i'm passionate about building strong brands but at what stage of your business should you start creating your brand well that's what i discussed with victoria jankarova on episode 59
6: your branding Like this is probably the most favorite thing whenever I speak to entrepreneurs. This is the favorite reason why you should do your branding from the start. And it's as simple as you make sales easier. Sales are not easy. Sales are a nightmare of almost every entrepreneur. They're a nightmare for me most of the days. I enjoy them, but they're still not easy, you know. There is so many kind of reasons what we could go for probably hours talking about why you need brand and why you should take action now with your branding. But the most important one, or at least I see it that way, is your sales are made easy because if people recognize you, they already establish some trust, they already have certain feelings about your brand, they already set their expectations on a certain level, on something. Okay, if I work with Victoria or with Daniel or with whoever, like whoever, you know, that they see online, they know, okay, this is what their brand is. They'll automatically go back to everything they know about you. And part of that's basically your brand. So if you make it stand out and if you really put the effort in and you take action, intentional action, then they will see that exact picture and then you can meet that, you know, you show up on that sales call or first of all, the sales call will come in, you know, because that's also um, a step that you need your audience to do first. You need them to book a call with you. And you could go and spend hours cold calling, sending um, cold emails and um, sending Hundreds of DMs, you know, kind of meeting the people and trying to make it more genuine. But that takes time. But if you keep your branding consistent, you start taking action from the start, three to six months down the line, that branding is going to start paying off. And those sales calls will come to your calendar by themselves. They just will appear from nowhere. And it happened to me. Happened to my clients. Sure happened to you, Daniel, as well. Those inbound calls that just appear from in your calendar. You're like, I've never spoken to that person. But actually you have because you have addressed them and their pinpoints in the content. So now they're just like, I'm, I'm ready to have a chat. And I know what to expect because I've seen that. And then, okay, let's, let's talk, you know. Show me what you have. Show me how you can help my business. And then... There is just the decision part and they will already, if they trust you and your services, if they can afford it and a few other checkpoints, but you already win their trust. So that's one checkpoint already done before hopping on that call, before having, like, you don't have to spend hours, you know, cold calling one after another one and hoping that one will say yes.
0: <laughs> Again, I would say to people, like, think about, put yourself in your position. So again, the last time you bought something, what did you do? You probably went online, you did some research, you probably, you know, had a look at their website, have a look at their social media, had a look to see, okay, if if you're on LinkedIn, if you're on this platform, okay, have we got any mutual connections? Does anyone I know know them? You know, looking, looking for all of these signals that say, yes, you can trust this person. If you're, not putting out any branding you know if you've got no social presence if you've got no website if you've got no advertising people start to wonder what's wrong
6: (laughs) and that is so true that is so true if you like if you have a presence just by you shouting about your services yet there is nothing else to back it up and nothing else to get to know you as a person it's like okay this looks bit scammy you know exactly and yeah, this I is what that. we're saying in
0: terms of, of the trust right it builds trust it creates trust and gosh maybe you, you're going to be investing quite a lot of money you know one of the biggest purchases I've ever made is the house and the car and when I think about how long it took us to buy a house you know it took months Months of looking, months of kind of figuring out what we needed, months of looking at different properties, even like picking an estate agent, you know, picking a solicitor. I think we went off a lot of recommendations asking friends, family, who have you used? Who do you know? What's your experience been like? Always looking. Can I trust these people? Can I trust these people? Exactly. And it's the same. And the more that you have out in the world, it builds that trust and if you delay it, you know, the more trust you have, the sooner you do it, it brings people to you quicker, right? And and everybody, you know, if, if we did a raise your hands, if you want more clients today, everyone to put their hand up. So if you want more clients today, then why delay? And that's the urgency of kind of taking action now. And
6: You're catching the eyeballs. That's an important one, catching the eyeballs, absolutely. whether that's with your content, with um, lives, videos. Whether it's just having a conversation, you know, often it's just a conversation mm. in DMs. And that's the thing,
0: you know, it's it's a saturated market. Exactly. You know, there's plenty of people out there that are doing what you do, doing what I do. You know, there'll be people out there that are doing what we do. It's a saturated market. So by branding, you're making yourself stand out against your competitors, which is super, super important. If you're not taking action now, you're letting your competitors get ahead exactly
6: exactly it's it's that and also i also like to think of my competitors in a sense of they're my collaborators as well because no one is going to do the branding exactly as i will they're, they they will they might have the same processes they might have the same systems or similar but they will never give it the same personality as I do just because it's me it's what makes me unique so my clients know exactly what they're going to get and they know that someone might do it similar maybe worse maybe better but they like the way I do it and that's a really important aspect as well to think about again linking back to branding
0: that's Victoria Jankarova a personal brand manager who helps coaches Creatives or founders in creative spaces leverage their LinkedIn and really brand themselves as the go to experts that they are. Catch the full conversation by looking for episode 59 Ready Your Brand for 2024 and Beyond. Let's look back at the episode of Build Better Brands where I got to spend some time with the incredible Ben Gallagher. Ben is a veteran, athlete, explorer, and keynote speaker. Ben suffered life-changing injuries while serving in the British Army and now shares his experiences and how he's overcome lots of challenges to help others. Ben shared a story showing the impact his talks have had on others.
7: I gave a talk to about 150, 200 uh, military personnel and I won't give too much detail around yeah. what the more, more about the, the scenario itself but I'd finished packing up and everyone had left and this gentleman was stood at the back of the room so doing my bits and pieces and seeing myself out of the room, and, and this guy was still stood there. And as I was approaching him to walk past him to head out of the uh, out of the corridor to leave the building, he said, um, "Can I can I have a word with you?" And I said, "Yeah, of course you can." And uh, he said, "Thank you for your talk." He said, I'm "Very inspired by what you said, but if you don't mind, I'm, I'm I'm struggling at the moment." And I said, "Okay," I said, "Yeah, let's let's sit down and and we can we can chat through it a little bit more." if that's okay with you. And he said, yeah, 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 yeah fine. Um, he said, and I said, okay, what's you know what's troubling you? What can I help you with? And he said, long story short, basically all of his peers had all been promoted from a senior rank to officer. Uh, and in the military we call that uh, late entry commission. So they'd all been commissioned uh, to captain and he was still a warrant officer. And he was like, now all my peers are all officers and I'm still a warrant officer. And it's really starting to take its toll on me. And I'm now chasing this military career in order to catch up with my peers. But in order to do that, I'm taking more time away from home, which is impacting my family. And I'm also committing to more things, which is causing him more stress and time away from work and anxiety and all the other things And this conversation probably went on for about half an hour so Mm. i've you know i've narrowed it down into a couple of minutes but but he said you've just proven to me that rank is just rank my service in the military you know all in all is very good but it's just it it ultimately it's just a job it's it is just a job the most important things is my health and my loved ones Mm. and he said you through that talk you've just proven to me or or made me realize that the things that I need to focus on is myself and my family. And actually what comes around that doesn't really matter. My friends will still be my friends. My family will always still be there for me. Mm. But the military is still just a job and promotion is just rank. And I know it's important to some people, a lot of people in the military, but you've just proven to me that they're the things that I really need to focus on and actually, by focusing on those things, the other things will come naturally anyway as we mm. move forward. So that was that was one for me that was really yeah. a direct impact. I've had many people reach out through social media, just saying I'm really struggling just by you know watching what you're doing on social media or by knowing me from you know from talks or events that I've been involved in or charitable gigs that I've done. I just you get I get some people that just say I just want to reach out and say. Mm. You know, thank you. I've been struggling with my relationship or drinking or actually you've realized you've sort of made me realise that they're not important in life and um, I just need to focus on.
0: Ben really is such an inspirational person. Have listened to our full chat on episode sixteen. From Battlefield to Business with Ben Gallagher. Thank you for listening to Build Better Brands. I am so grateful to have you tune in into the show and I'd love to thank you personally. So wherever you are in the world remember to tag at danielle clark creative in your social media posts and stories let us know when you're listening We you want to know what you've enjoyed about the show and give you a tone and if you would like to help more people like you discover the show please subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. It's going to help us rank higher and reach more listeners. It's also a great way for us to help you with the problems your brand might be facing. Suggest a topic in your review and we might feature it and you in one of our episodes. Thanks again for listening. See you next time.